Today's guest tells us that our identity, sorry, that's not what I want to say. Today's guest reminds us that our identity is not found in what we do or who we are, but our identity is firmly secured in Jesus Christ. Dr. Deb Waterbury tells us all these truths and many more in her book called The Lies That Bind and the Truth That Sets You Free. We'll talk with Dr. Deb Waterbury today here on Babby's House. Stay tuned, Babby's House is coming your way right now. Today's guest reminds us that our identity is not found in what we do, but our identity is securely found only in Jesus Christ. Dr. Deb Waterbury delivers this truth and many more in her book called The Lies That Bind and The Truth That Sets You Free. I'll talk with Dr. Deborah Waterbury today here on Babby's House. Stay tuned. Babby's House is coming your way right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to Babby's house. Thanks for joining me today. I'm so glad that you're with me. You know, I am so happy today to have a, as a very special guest, Dr. Deborah Waterbury. She is the author of great books, and she's a speaker. She's a visionary. We're going to talk about the lies that we believe. Many of those lies go back to our childhood, and she's going to set the record straight today. Dr. Deborah Waterbury is my guest. We'll talk about her great books and the work that she's doing in Africa and all that God is doing in her life. It's a great day here on Babby's House. Stick around for great conversation. Right now I want to sing a song that I dearly love. It's a song that I wrote back in the 90s that's inspired by the words of Dr. Charles Haddon Spurgeon. And these are the words, God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. And when you cannot trace his hand, trust his heart. Sometimes we don't see how they could Struggles that break our hearts in two Sometimes blind us to the truth But our Father knows what's best for us his ways are not our own So when your pathway grows deep 
and you just don't see him remember you're never alone God is too wise to be mistaken God is too good to be unkind so when you don't understand when you don't see his plan when you can't trace his hand trust his heart trust his heart he sees the master plan and he holds our future So don't live as those who have no hope. All oh, our hope is found in here. We see the present clearly. Oh, but he sees the first and the last. And like a tapestry. Just like him, just like Jesus. God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. So when you don't understand, when you don't see his plan, when you can't
feel you, girl. I'm telling you. <laughs> I feel you. I need a copy of her. Yeah, you got a copy got of the it, book. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I need a Kleenex myself. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not Thank alone. Thank goodness there are Kleenex on this set. <laughs> I started crying before you started singing. And I, and I really started crying. Do we have another copy of your book? I don't know. Do we have another copy of this? Oh, book? I got questions somewhere. Let me find my questions. Here are the questions right here. I just wondering if you don't have another copy, Alex. I just need one, you know, just kind of, you know, you I can, can look at it. Kind of use it to I don't need a table it. of contents. Are you good? I'm fine. I don't okay. need it. Good. I'll use your copy. Okay. The Lies at Mine, that's a great title, and the truth that sets you free. I heard that. Saying, sister. All right, we'll have two segments, 10 and 740. Okay. Okay. So where's home for you? Welcome back to Babby's House. I'd like to introduce our very special guest, Dr. Deborah Waterbury. She is the author of The Lies That Bind and The Truth That Sets You Free. She's also a visionary that has, God is using her to um, bring up the next generation of young girls, putting uh, tools in their hands for life and success and for ministry. Will you help me to welcome to Babby's House, Dr. Deborah Waterbury. Deborah, thank you for being on today's oh, show. And congratulations on your beautiful book. Thank you. It starts you. with a great title, mm. the, the Lie That Binds and the Truth That Sets You Free. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the inspiration behind the book. Well, you know, it's a long time in coming. That was book number nine for me, and it took me the first eight to get up the courage to write that one. Mm. Um, it's, you know, the, I, as I have done ministry, and especially with women, uh, I found, and this is true of men too, but the Lord has just pretty much set me in the path of women. I found that so many of us, and, and I say us because I'm one of them, we believe all these things about who we are based on things either that we've done or things that have been done to us. And those, as I've learned and as I've counseled and as I've looked at my own life, those things have bound us. And those lies that the enemy tells us about who we are based on things that do not determine our identity then sends us on a course 
of life that often some don't ever get out of because you begin making choices and living a life based on a false identity. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I found that it often happens, you know, when we're young, after we become believers. I mean, I was 11 when I became a believer, accepted Jesus as my savior. And then when I was 12, I was gang raped. And that at that moment, I, everything, I didn't know it. You know, you just, you deal with that in your 12 year old self, but my identity became skewed by those things that happened to me. And then you begin making choices in that false identity. And as I say over and over again, it doesn't make me not culpable in my decisions or in the sins that I committed afterwards. But I wonder, would I have chosen the things I chose if I knew that I was the adored bride of Christ from the moment mm. I accepted him? Yeah. But what the enemy does is he, he takes that truth and then hides it underneath all these false accusations. And then you live in that false identity. Yeah. Well, let's talk, you know, I think every, of course, you're, the truth is applicable to men and yes. women. Mm -hmm. But as you said before, your, your heart is towards women. So let's, let's talk to us, uh, for us specifically mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, I think every woman has a story. Absolutely. Uh, regardless of what it is what mm -hmm. going back to her childhood there is a story that is that is intrinsically ours I uh, it is absolutely true and in that story um, you know I think somewhere along the line we get set up you know to uh, some kind of trauma yes. or drama mm -hmm. in, in our lives well stated <laughs> uh -huh. and at the root of that then the lies start. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about some of the lies that we believe as women? Yes, and I believe that, um, again, these are universal, but I, I think that what, what happens is we the first lie is that you're, you're worth nothing. You don't matter, you're worthless. I think I stated in there, the lie is that you're worthless, but it can take all kinds of forms. It can sound like you don't matter. It can sound like nobody would miss you. You're not good enough. You're, like, you're not good enough. You're, you're not, not enough. Yes, you're not enough, but it is just basically that you have no worth. And that is, that's the foundation lie. He will start there. The enemy will start there always because that is the opposite of what you are. That's truly, as a believer, that's absolutely opposite of who you are. So what he will do is have, and it can just be something that someone said to you. I mean, we're so impressionable as children and he knows that we don't know any different when we're children. So it, could, it doesn't have to be a trauma like mine. It could be a drama, as you said, but then that begins to shape this lie you believe that you are worth nothing or you don't matter, you're not enough, you don't, you're not loved, that basis. And then from that, the rest of the lies of the rest of your life just are kind of a, almost a catapulting down from that. And they all just naturally fall in one after the other. And as you build, those lies build, it's just easier to believe them as you go. Yeah. Um, you refer to him, the devil, mm -hmm. as the enemy. And, yes. and that's one of his names. That's one of his characteristics. Right. right. The, the enemy, the accuser, mm -hmm. Satan, the devil, whatever you want to call yes. him. But he has a scheme. Uh, you know, John 10, 10 says that he's a thief. Yes. And his, his ploy, his plot, mm -hmm. uh, his mission is to kill, yes. steal, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And so we know that he is, um, he has a plan and a plot to destroy us. Yes. Um, can you talk to us about what you began to do mm -hmm. once you understand his schemes, mm. how you began to build yourself up on the inside mm -hmm. so that you could defend yourself? You know, it, it became about seeing truth. And that's why the book is, is the lies that bind and the truth that sets you free. You know, you can, you can expose a lie 
but much like that parable that Jesus tells about the man who has the demon and the evil spirit in his house, he swept him off and the guy, the evil spirit went and got ten, seven more just like him. House was worse off when, at the end than it started. You have to fill that vacant spot with the truth. And so when it became apparent to me after 40 years of serious sin in my life that I needed to get someplace where I didn't believe that anymore. You have to replace that with truth. And the mm -hmm. truth is in God's word. And you have to know his character. It's much like the song you just sang, know him. It's all about knowing him. If you don't understand what's happened or why it's happening or who you are, then the thing that you don't know is the character of the God who chose you. And that's, that's where you start. You start with not necessarily, can I get anything inside of me? It's more I need to know the God who chose me. Because when you know him, then you know the truths about who you are because that's who started with you. Yeah, let's talk about the truths that define who we are. Because as I said in, in my introduction of the show, is that our identity, you know, in our culture, it's all about what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all about what we look like. Um, but our identity is not in who what we look like. Mm -mm, that's no. just how people identify That's us. right, that's exactly but right. But your identity is on the inside where Jesus lives. Yes, absolutely. Can you talk about that? You know, and the, the, one of the second lie that, the, that I mentioned in the book, which I believe is also universal, is that you need an image or that image is everything. Because as you just very ap aptly said, this is where Satan likes to go. This, your image is, is brought in something that isn't. And so you start, we start trying to find what society tells us. It's so elusive. It's it like is. a mist or a shadow. It is. And so we'll, and we end up with 10 or 12. So you know, you're juggling all these balls of images because you gotta be here, you gotta be this person, you gotta be this person over here, you need all these images. Because we think that's where our identity lies. But as you just said, which is beautifully true, it's in, it's on what already lives in us. And that's why, you know, I tell women continually, this is not complicated. It's not easy because it's not easy to deny that which we're being bombarded with, which is the world, which is run by our Satan. We, it is, we are, we have to, it's not easy to do that, but it's very simple. Who I am is God very clearly said, and the Bible very clearly says, I am the image of Christ. I was made in the image of God. That's my identity. And so that's why I said, if you know him, then you know who you are. But you gotta start with knowing him. For that lady that's watching today, mm. who is chasing that elusive image, mm. who spent money on, you know, listen, there's nothing wrong with get, with hair, makeup. Well, Lord, look, I hope I, not. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. My husband says, thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but as we said, our identity is on the inside of us where Jesus lives and he is the, he is the one who defines us. Yes. We find our image and our likeness in him. Yes. We find our validation mm -hmm. in him. Mm -hmm. But for that woman who needs encouragement today, mm. who is despondent, who wonders if she'll ever be free, mm. can you encourage her today? I can. Should I look here? Yes, because I, I want to look at whoever this is. I, yeah, where that red light is. This red light. Well, okay. this one right here. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you, I am a perfect example of, of a person who moved through life trying to find an image that would then satisfy everybody else and then satisfy this hole in me. But what, what we ha when we remember and when we realize that this God knew me before, before the foundation of time and that he adored my heir while I was sinning, you know, that's what, that's what Romans 5 says, while I was sinning, he still loved me. This is who, how he loves you. It doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter what somebody else says to you or what somebody else does to you. None of those things matter. He adored you while those things were occurring and he'll adore you after. It has nothing to do with any of the rest of that stuff. So don't let 
anybody lie to you about that. Amen. That's a great word. We're going to talk more about that when we come back after this break, all right? Listen, stick around. There's more great conversation to come with Dr. Deborah Waterbury as we talk about the truths that we need to believe. Stick around. Babby's House will come right back to you after this break. We are having great conversation here on Babby's House with Dr. Deborah Waterbury. She is the author of The Lies That Bind and The Truth That Sets You Free by Dr. Deborah Waterbury. Deborah, you're also a great visionary, and God is using you and your message at home here in the United States as well as abroad mm -hmm. in uh, Malawi in Africa. Mm -hmm. um, you have launched a project called uh, You Reap What You Sow Project. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, and the, S, the sew is spelled S-E-W because it is a trade school, trade tailoring school for impoverished women. I, you know, I started going to Malawi and Zimbabwe and South Africa and many of those countries uh, back in about 2007. And I was teaching these same truths that I teach the women here. Because, you know, it doesn't matter if you're speaking English mm -hmm. or Chichira. This is, uh, we all have the same problem. We do. And I find that very interesting. It is, yes. It doesn't, and it doesn't matter if I have an interpreter. She's still dealing with identity. So we, I was teaching all of these things. Things. And realizing, though, that many of these women were coming to me and they were coming to these conferences, thousands of them, uh, and bringing their children because they had no money and no food. And we fed them three meals a day. And as much as my ego wanted to think they were there to hear me, <laughs> they were many times there just they needed to eat. And, and, you know, I began to think about this. And then the pastor with whom I work there in Malawi had talked to me about maybe something that we could do to help the women there in a more practical way. And, you know, Jesus, he, he fed the 4,000. He fed the 5,000, knowing that, you know, rumbling tummies sometimes are going to keep you from hearing. So we, you know, we prayed about it for a long time, my team and I, and this project then was born. And so it's a six-month pro pro program where they learn the trade of tailoring, but they also learn business skills, accounting, bookkeeping. And so at the end of the six months, they graduate, they also receive the machine they've been sewing on as well as a starter kit That's to awesome. begin their businesses. Well, I know you got stories. Can oh, you? my. <laughs> Do you I have ever. to have stories. <laughs> Can you share one with us? Well, you know, we did a, shot a documentary on the school last summer when I was there, and we followed one of our students. Her name was Elizabeth, and she was in one of our beginning classes. And, you know, Elizabeth was so battered and torn and, and foraging for food. Never even spoke. I'd never heard her voice. And then I didn't think that she could sp speak, and she always walked, you know, hunched over and, you know, almost embarrassed for anybody to see her. So when we got there last July to see her after she'd graduated and then her business, and her business now is called Thank You Jesus Tailoring. Um, she is standing up straight. I mean, her hair was beautiful. She was smiling from ear to ear. She, we couldn't stop her from talking. She was talking so much. And all she was saying was how thankful she was and how she would teach other women if they would come to her because this was so important. She has a bank account. I mean, her entire life, her village has been changed. It's crazy what, what having this kind of empowerment does. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about that because mm. when 
when you find purpose, yes. when you're able to use your gifts and mm -hmm. your talents, your potential yes. for something that matters, mm -hmm. it changes who you are. Oh, it does. It absolutely, and, and it shows in all of our graduates. And you know, we have about 98% of them are now running their own businesses. And it changes their entire lives. It changes their, vi their village's lives. You're bringing commerce into a village where there wasn't commerce before. And these women now have purpose. And they're not having to forage or depend on relatives or anybody else to take care of them and their children. Yeah. And this just gives them and they're so happy to be able to tithe. I mean, this is what mm. they kept saying over and over again. I get to tithe now, I get to tithe now. It's just, it's an amazing thing, just having a purpose. It is, it is you know, it's, in, it's encouraging. These kinds of things are contagious. Hope is definitely contagious. It is, it's beautiful. Well, talk to me about the, um, the future of mm. this ministry. How do we get more information about it? Well, we're, I'm looking to obviously expand the school in Malawi. I wanna build a school in Chidzalamundo Village in Mozambique. We visited there and are trying to build a school there. So obviously this is all donor run and we're doing really well right now, but we need more to be able to expand. There's so much need for this. So people can go to rwys.org or they can just go to debwaterberry.com and you'll be able to see how you can donate. We also are taking another trip in September. It's a vision trip. So people who are interested in coming, we'd love to have anybody who wants to join us this on is our to vision Malawi. trip. It is to Malawi. It'll see the next graduating class, visit the businesses, see the, well, how this project goes. Yeah. And that'll be, it, that information is on the website as what well. What is the average age of the woman that's uh, a part of this project? Between 18 and 35. So these are young women. They're very young. And wow. they don't live, they, you know, their lifespan's around 45 to 50 anyway. So, is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, just because, well, Malawi is one of the poorest countries in the world. The friendliest, in my opinion, and truly in the Africans' opinion, Malawi is known as the warm heart of Africa because they're mm -hmm. so kind. Now, would the nothing. average woman be married, single, would she Most have children? Most are widowed. And they're mostly taking care of their children and all the children in the village as well. You go into these villages, you're going to see women, children, and old people. And the women are taking care of everybody. And they have no way of doing that because they're not afforded an education. Is so, there a reason why most of them, what is the common reason why most of them are widowed? Men either leave or they, um, and then they die as they go away. But the AIDS epidemic that hit these countries in, in the 80s and 90s really hit the men worse than it did the women. I mean, the women got it, but they didn't die from it. The men died and the women didn't. So it left all these women to take care of everybody else. And that seems to be what's happening more than anything else. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, well, mention your website again so we can make sure that we uh, can contact you. It's debwaterberry.com, just my name, D-E-B-W-A-T-E-R-B-U-R-Y.com. Very good. Well, Deb, thank you so very much for, for being me. my guest on Babby's House today. And again, the name of Deb Waterbury's book is called The Lies That Bind and the Truth That Sets You Free. Thanks again for being my guest. Thank you. Thank Amen. You. Always good stuff. It's always good seeing you, good too. Good to see you, too. And to you, my dear friend, thank you so very much for watching Babby's House today. You know, this is what Babby's House is all about. It's, first of all, informing you of what's going on in the kingdom of God all around the world and introducing you to people like Deb Waterbury, who's a woman of vision, a woman of purpose, a woman who wants to empower you to do the things that God has called you to do, a woman who wants to equip you to uh, step out in faith and, and take what God has put in your hand to make a difference in the world. And that's 
that's what Babby's House is all about. I encourage you to contact me through my official website, which is babby.com, first name only, babby.com. And there on the website, you'll see all the wonderful resources we have for like music, great music. I've been writing and singing songs for forever. And, and I have a lot of music there on my website and uh, uh, books and Bible studies. And uh, my, my internet radio station is there too at babbymasonradio.com. And there on Babby Mason Radio, you'll find beautiful music and encouraging words around the, the clock. Great teaching, great music. Uh, we uh, sing the praises of independent artists as well as self-published authors. So if this is an outlet that you're looking for, contact us at babbymasonradio.com. Well, the Lord bless you and thank you so very much for joining me today. I hope to get together again right here on Babby's House. Until then, may the Lord God bless you and yours real good. Bye-bye for now.